Lagos Talks 91.3 and Corporate Shepherds presents the man of the hour. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome I.D. Enang. This is Navigate with I.D. Enang. Welcome, my dear friends, to Navigate with I.D. As always, it's indeed a pleasure and I'm grateful to God for life. I'm here today because I'm alive, and that's why you too can listen to me because you're alive. But guess what? It's been a wonderful month thus far. Stepping into the month of September, I did say to you guys that um, somehow September has this flavor of, um, how would I put it? Something that enriches. I feel so cool when I get into September. And I did say, frankly, it's been a lot about my past. Most of my very key uh, positions working in corporate then, I always had my letters in September. So I have this sentimental, call it emotional attachment to the month. And the fact that um, one always has a way of, you know, embracing new things. So when you're just so positive in your mind, things tend to come your way um, very well. So here I am speaking to you on the subject we've declared as the theme for the month, and that's the theme and the subject of excellence. You know, coming off the qualities that we talked about on Thursday, before I get back into the stream of the qualities, I'd like to put more or less a foundation, or rather, do I say, let's talk a bit about some of the things that enable excellence to come through. And the first one I'd like to put on the table for your consideration, is the word attitude. Because when you think about it, a man or woman that doesn't have a picture of excellence cannot be blamed because A, it could be ignorance. B, it could be that the person just sits and decides in a defeatist space, I have already been defeated here. Nothing can come out of it. So when you look at each of these dimensions, you begin to see that there's a place called attitude. There's a space where attitude kind of resides. And that's the thing I want you and I to look at and possibly begin to gravitate towards having very rich and positive attitude. Because just the same way I started by telling you about the month of September, it does gives me some good feeling that all will be well. It's a month that I feel enriched. It's a positive attitude. So let me start by defining attitude. Attitude is the way you feel about something or someone. Attitude is a particular feeling or opinion. So for example, you can start each day with a positive attitude. Now, if you say that someone has an attitude you mean that the person seems unwilling to be helpful or polite or to embrace whatever context has been presented to him or her. So that automatically tells you that if ever you find yourself in a place where a picture of excellence is being drawn or there's a demand for excellence, and rather than embracing it, you begin to show up or shore up some negative attitude Someone is going to look at you and say, hmm, this guy is giving me attitude, or this lady is giving attitude, or attitude has taken the space other than, you know, reasonability. 
And so it's important that I bring this into the entire shape and shape of conversation because attitude and character are neighbors. They are neighbors. In fact, you can really say to yourself, one houses the other. Because when someone sees the outward disposition that they can relate to, they will over time be able to say that's the man's character. They're not going to say that's his attitude. They'll speak to that situation referring to an attitudinal response. But in the scheme of things, over time, they'll sum all these attitudes, quote and unquote, and say, that is the man's character. And once your character begins to have some little knock, trust me, there's something knocking on your door. It's called reputation management. The consequence of that will be such that you may be totally oblivious of it. So many of us that are even working, many times we fail to even get promoted, not because we are not good, but simply because we've built up very negative attitudes over time that the organization or the entity sees you as a man that has X character and ultimately they do not think that you can deserve you deserve to be given Y responsibility. And so if you see from my lens, then you'll agree with me that attitude is a little thing that makes a big difference. Attitude could be this small, but it is a little thing that makes a big difference. And how can it be so little? It is so little that if you take the alphabets A to Z and you number them, there are 26, and you take each of the figures that associate with the words, I beg your pardon, with the letters that make up attitude, you'll get a total of 100. So if you take the letter A, letter T, letter T, I, T, U, D, E, and figuratively apportion A, 1 for A, 2 for B, C will be 3, on like that, D4, till you get to T, if you add all of those figures, all of those letters will give you the number 100. So that tells you 100%. That this little thing is what really makes a big difference. But let me, you know, kind of stray into a process thinking. So here we are. We're talking about ourselves as Nigerians. There's a certain attitude that we do have as a people. I mean, it cuts across. When you see a Nigerian, you can tell. So they'll tell you, hmm, that guy is a Nigerian. Why do people do that? Because... Of the behavior. So attitude moves into a space called behavior. So some people can sit back and if you're out of the country or in some kind of space and you see a certain behavior, you say, hmm, that guy or that lady must be what? A Nigerian. So from that space of behavior, there is an action that is expected. That action can come by way of the context of what you're seeing. So, for instance, it may be someone asking you for your views on a certain matter. The way you act and the way you come to the table will tell whether you are solutions-driven or you are problematic or cantankerous. And many times, because of the way 
many of our people feel now they are more cantankerous, problematic than solutions driven. And so you feel the negativity in the air. You feel all of that because that attitude that has transformed into a behavior by the actions you see begins to produce some results. The results, unfortunately, are not excellent. So think about exam malpractices. Think about designated officials supervising and working with the heads of schools, the teachers, to help students to cheat. Now, are those teachers thinking about the future? It's a behavior. There's an action. That action is inimical to the progress of us as a people. And then the results are there for us to see after a while. You have half-baked students, half-baked graduates. Then when you move from results, whenever that action that you take moves into a space called results, then there's a performance. So every result ultimately is an indicator of performance. So that performance indicator mimes everything all together and creates what I call a mindset. So when you hear the word mindset, a mindset is actually a conglomeration of several items that start from the attitude. So the attitude begins to drive a behavior. The behavior is formed into an action that is either solutions-driven, cantankerous, or problematic. From that action, results emerge. And the results, when they come through, they are an indicator of performance. When you take all of these five um, nuggets together, you begin to see why mindsets are formed. And all of these mindsets are formed, it becomes very difficult to break them. Now look at us as a people. We need absolute and total reorientation. But who is going to bail the cat? Even if the government starts a campaign today, you know that the chances are many people will not even be aware. Many will not act. Many will not even think about it. Many can just look at it. I mean, just think about everything that we try to do and you just wonder why is it not working? Is because the individuals have not internalized them. It's a byproduct of the nature of the attitude that is predominant. What do I mean? For me, there are three major types of attitude. And in our country today, we have sat in a space that is unfortunately not the right space. And what do I mean? Today, we have more of a negative attitude. So if you imagine with the spiral that I shared with you, negative attitude, negative behaviors, negative actions, results can be positive, the performance will be negative, and so there's nothing anybody is going to do, you will always find negativity being predominant. That's not healthy. That's not nice. So let us all begin that process, friends, because we are looking for a city that is set on a hill that cannot be hidden. 
That city is called the city of excellence. I'm not taking the phrase or the payoff line of Lagos, which is a city of excellence, but I'm talking about excellence being the pinnacle of everything that we do. So you find a situation where I can't do it is predominant. I want you to write the words, you know, it's like you write on a piece of paper, you write I can't on one line and you write underneath it, do it. Then imagine taking a pair of scissors and just cutting through the apostrophe and the T. What do you have? I can do it. So instantly, you can switch into a positive attitude even as you're listening to me. Because it is possible, friends. That is where we need to be. But what do we do most times? You find people sitting on neutral ground. And that's the neutral attitude. So, is a negative attitude right? The answer is no. Is a neutral attitude okay? The answer is no. What attitude will pummel and drive excellence for us? It is a positive attitude. A positive attitude will lead to positive outcomes. And so if you have a positive outlook of excellence, even from your bedroom, you get into your bedroom and say to yourself, I want to paint this room. I want to change this, the beddings. I want to change the color of my room. I want to move it from this leafy green to some very nice, soothing color. You are already, you know, walking and illuminating every essence of who you are. So by the time you, you go into that exercise with a very positive attitude, not saying, mm, I know that the crust of paint, before you even start to say, ah, but I hear this paint is expensive now. You're already treading on the path of negativity. Yes, paint is going to be paint. Better soup, na monikila. A pot of soup that will be enriching, that will be full of life, has to go with some, some kuza, like we call it, some pesos, some nara. Every form and shape of it must move. And so, I thought it was important that I lay this as a foundation so that as I step back to the qualities of excellence, you will see that it's important that you and I must begin to have positive attitudes more. Have a positive regard towards your neighbor, towards your brother, towards your sister, towards a fellow Nigerian, towards a fellow citizen, a foreigner, any human being. Just have a positive regard. A positive regard will bring about positive actions because you may not even know that the thing you are looking for could just be resident in that vessel. That man or that woman that you are despising could actually be the person that would help you in making the picture of excellence complete. But many times we don't know. None of us can tell tomorrow. None of us can see tomorrow. So why do we sit in a space of thinking of impossibilities when it is possible for you to take a pair of scissors, write the word impossible on, and then just cut through I am, and then you have possible. Because possibilities open the vista for excellence. When you see that this is what it should be, when you see a building that is constructed, that is being built, that is not patchy, and then people are trying to manage it like that. You say no. 
when you are supposed to put two parts of water, one part of cement, one part of gravel, one part of um, grain, one part of grainy sand, one part of um, uh, rough sand, whatever, whatever part that will make that mix solid to create that pillar of that building, when you should change it by a little, one ounce, that ounce makes a lot of difference. And that's why the picture of excellence is very, very key. And like I did say, my friends, please, I want to plead with you by the message of God. Let us walk away from bad attitude. Because a bad attitude is like a flat tire. If you don't change it, you'll never go anywhere. It's just there. And think about us. The reason why we are not moving as a nation, as a people, is because a lot of us are harboring bad attitude. Attitude towards ourselves. Attitude towards work. Give a, a man, a mason, give a plumber, give a carpenter, give any kind of work as an, an assignment to somebody. And the person will turn around and give you some very bad attitude and say, eh, so what? Eh? Or most times, people are in need when they are so much in need. I have a gentleman that came to me last year. I used to know this gentleman way, way back. Many years ago, almost over 10 years ago, I'd known this gentleman. Brother, if I put a figure to it, probably 13 years. And very brilliant guy. He came to me and there was nothing he did not say. He just needed to conclude a certain transaction where he had been given an LPO to finish and he needed just half a million. And there was nothing he did not say. But guess what? He actually was helping me, uh, helping our office to put together some gadgets for our learning management system. And we had to advance him some of the money to go get the gadgets. As I speak to you today, it's over a year. It's going to probably 15, 18 months. I haven't seen the gentleman, neither have I seen the money. Everything gone. You call him, he doesn't pick the phone. My manager has tried to reach him so many times and he's had several excuses. But you needed to have seen when this guy wanted that money. It was a lifeline. He consumed that contract, but he got the money and did not come back. Bad attitude. Now tell me, if such a person continues that way, what do you think will make of him the day he runs into trouble? I have walked away. Whether he likes, if he doesn't, the money is not going to do anything. It's not going to change my life. But I'm telling you that daily, this thing called attitude, that Nigerians need to purge themselves of it. It is so bad that someone owes you and has made a commitment when he needs the money. He will beg you, bring everything under the sun, even be ready to even put his family on the line. But the minute he gets that money, he abuses it. It doesn't come back. Even the little courtesy of telling you, sorry, sir, I can't make it on so-so-so day like I said. No phone call. You will be the one to say, oh boy, how far? And when you turn around and say, huh? what is it? Are you the first person to, to be to be owed? I beg you. Or better still, somebody's late. You have an appointment for 10 a.m. You have an appointment for 2 p.m. But with Nigerians, no. The guy is calling you at 2 to say, oh boy, 
He won't even call you. And when you call him to say, are you on the way? He said, I beg, I, I would reach there by three. Bad attitude. And we don't know that all of these things are, are destroying the fabric of who we are. And so people have formed characters. Different characters. You know, just think about um, Sesame Street. Think about any. Think about Big Bird. We look at that little kiddies program with all kinds of characters. Tom and Jerry. If you keep a certain attitude over time, you will form a character. And people just see you, they say, oh, that's Big Bird. Oh, that's Ernie. That's Tom. That's Jerry. Or is the Flintstones. They'll tell you, Mr. Flintstones, you know, Flintstone is a character. So you are a character based on your attitude. But you know, at the end of the day, what is character? Character is something that we need. Every one of us need it. We need to develop a godly character. What does that mean? It means everything that you desire has to come through a certain lens. Character is defined as a description or report of a person's qualities. If somebody cannot define you or describe you in good quality, but only bad, then over time he's going to call you a wasted vessel because he'll paint a character. A good name is better than riches. When you have all of this easily besetting you, there's no way you can be excellent. You can't be excellent in your job. You can't be excellent in your work. You can't be excellent in your family. You can't be excellent in your dealings with your fellow brother or sister. And that's why you cannot grow. And when you don't grow, you will forever murmur. And when you murmur, that is the language of slaves. Do you know, a lot of us detest slavery. But many slaves are walking on the streets, quote-unquote, because the language we speak, complaints, murmuring, those two words are the language of slaves. The byproduct of it is a bad attitude. If you don't take anything out of what I've said, remember, if you don't apportion yourself, on this first half, I thought it necessary to really chip this in because we might just be thinking excellence is something I desire, but you won't fix your attitude. And let it be known, ring it into your heart, your mind, let it sink deep into your soul and your spirit that a bad attitude is like a flat tire. If you don't change it, you will never go anywhere. It is not a curse. At all, no be curse. As a man lays his bed, so he will lie on it. Likewise a woman. In the couple of weeks past, I had the privilege, thanks to Auntie Ladi, a lady driven by passion, to bring young kids together to teach them about leadership. These kids were between the ages of 7 and 16. I met this 2830. They were 2830 in number. And I had the privilege of taking them through three different sessions. You needed to have seen the glean and the joy on my face. At age 7, at age 10, at age 13, they were able to talk to me about leadership. They were able to summarize what they want, what they see, who a leader is. You know, when I started asking them, give me a portrait of a leader, one of them said, LeBron James. I said, why? He said, when he gets into the pitch, he commands presence. That's what he is seeing. I was so awed by these kids. 
And so spending time with them, I give them maximum attention, but I tell you, that's our future. So if we as adults are not showing the kids the right attitude and they grow, because they would naturally think, just like that young boy said, LeBron James, because he liked his, you know, his presence. The guy was on the pitch and off the pitch. The way he speaks, they are watching you. So if your kids are watching you and seeing the way you act and then you fight all the time, see that bad attitude, they'll think it's the right way. They'll grow up thinking that's the right way. Guess what? You've already made your kids flat tires. And tomorrow you start going to church and attending vigil for, for, for what you would have avoided. You ask people to pray. You turn people to prayer contractors over your own failures and failings. Now that we've set this tone, I had to bring this as an interim surgical knife so that you can open up. Because as I look at the other qualities of excellence, you and I will take that on the second bit. Don't go away. It's still Navigate with ID. Thanks for listening. This is Navigate with ID, brought to you by Corporate Shepherds. If you want to tell an authentic leader, let it be someone that can admit to their mistakes. Get motivated. Get inspired. Get involved. Transform your potential. The road to your transforming this nation starts from here. This generation is fighting for the next generation. The generation that we continue to fight. But we in Nigeria want to share everything now. It can be economic. It can just be one policy of government that they wake up and they say, don't do this. Your business gets into a crisis mode. What do you do? It's Navigate with ID. Tuesdays and Thursdays from 3 p.m. to 4 p.m. We have a very long way to go. A very, very long way. And it's really up to us. And you begin to ask yourself the question, am I a disciplined individual? You can follow ID on social media at I-D-Y-E-N-A-N-G. Navigate with ID. Brought to you by Corporate Shepherds. Welcome back, my dear friends. It's Navigate with ID. And just in case you're joining us, I bid you welcome. We've been looking at the theme of excellence this month and we're asking ourselves, how do we ignite excellence? So we've been looking at excellence and today I started by interjecting or infusing a necessary component that propels uh, an excellent spirit and that had to do with attitude. At the end of the day, my summary was, please embrace a positive attitude because it will bring about positive outcomes. Because a bad attitude is like a flat tire. When you take this positive attitude and then stream into excellence, what it does for you from a a quality standpoint is commitment. When you want to look at a quality of excellence, one that stands out very, very explicitly, is commitment. When you find a man or woman that is committed to a cause, you will find that person is already operating in excellence. Why? Because commitment implies a willingness and a stick to itness. When you are stuck to something, you want to make it work. You want to see that this thing comes to fruition. If someone is committed, one support is uncompromising and unending. Imagine if just 50% of Nigerians get committed to the pledge of our country. I pledge to Nigeria, my country, to be faithful 
loyal and honest, to serve Nigeria with all my strength, to defend our unity and uphold her honor and glory. So help me God. That is a big statement of commitment. If 50% of our adult population embrace every key word in our national pledge, do you think we will be where we are? The answer is no. We will outstrip nations. Nigeria will become the apple of every eye. Why? Population-wise, we have people all over the world. Nigerians are doing mighty things. You will find a Nigerian in some nook and cranny. Many years ago, I had the privilege of watching the Japan-Korea World Cup 2002 in Seoul, in Korea. We got to Korea, we, we struggled eating kimchi and all those their meals until, I think it was the third day, someone said to us we needed to go to Itaewon. And we went to Itaewon. Guess what? A Nigerian was there. He had an outlet. He was serving Pondediam and Egusi in Korea. We got there. It became our official joint. So every day we come back from one game or the other, we'll face Egusi because it felt like home. Go to the nook and cranny of Australia. That is a further place. You'll find Nigerians there. In Brisbane. We are all over the place. But you know what? If we embrace just our national pledge and we leave that pledge, you will see one great quality of excellence, which is commitment. And like I said, if one is committed, one's support is uncompromising and unending. One is willing to do anything in support of the commitment. So we will be ready to do anything when it comes to our elections. We will not be fighting and killing ourselves to install a man or a set of men that will go in there and forget that we even existed. But we will be concerned about good governance. We will be the ones that will dictate the piper, the, the tune, because we pay the piper as a citizens. Because, again, we are what? We are committed. Are you committed to the success, to the growth of this country? If you are committed to the success of this country and the growth, you will not, as a businessman, go to another country and ask them to, to give you substandard drugs and you import them to kill your own fellow citizens. That is why people today, many drop down and they are dying like chickens. Why? Because the supposed medication not as potent. Why? Because our own brothers have connived with others. Our own sisters have gone to ask for substandard products. Why? Because they want to make money. Why? Because they want to live in highbrow areas. Why? Because they want to drive beautiful cars. Why? Because they want to get into politics. It goes on and on and on. And guess what happens? A destructive means can never bring about a constructive end. It is just a matter of time. The whole apple cart will come down. So commitment is a big, big factor in the scheme of things when we are talking about excellence. Commitment drives. It drives people. Commitment will drive us. 
and anchors during challenging times. Look at the way we rose up against Ebola. Look at the way we've risen against certain things that have come our way, even COVID. Bad as it may, but we have still survived because we've been able to rally the troops. Look at what happens whenever we are confronted with an issue. Do you know how many times buildings have come down in Lagos, in other parts of the country? Crowd control is your first problem. Number one, these days, because everybody carries a smartphone, they are busy recording rather than helping. That's understood. But you will see the glee and the commitment on the faces of people to do what? To help. So how come we do not take that same commitment to fix our country? To elect the right leaders? To do what is right? How come our institutions, rather than focusing on the citizens and making them comfortable, they want to squeeze their necks out? Our taxes are out of this world. Whether federal, whether local, whether state, then there's no refined system or commitment. You want to draw the money. You know, here in Nigeria is a syringe effect. The syringe, when you put a syringe, you go to the hospital and the doctor would have looked at you, done the diagnosis. He would say to you, oh, okay, I need you go to the lab. When you get to the lab or the laboratory, what they do is they get a syringe. And they said to you, they need 10 mils or 5 mils or 2 mils of your blood. What does the nurse do? They tie whatever part and they insert the syringe and they draw the blood. When they do, one thing that they make sure happens, they sterilize the face of the place they are going to uh, inject. At the end, they cover it up so you don't bleed to death. But guess what happens? When you have a system where it's a syringe effect one way, that people just want to draw blood, taken out of the citizenry, and they don't care, nothing is sterilized, who cares? And then we'll look at ourselves and say, I pledge to Nigeria, my country. What country? It is even more, more sad that people take an oath of office. And they raise their hands and they place this hand on the Quran or Bible and they administer the oath. The same oath puts them in the place of being lawmakers. The same oath puts them in the place of being executives. The same oath places them in the place of jurisprudence. But what happens? Equity missing. Equity, fairness, you don't see. Justice, just walked away. Fairness, equity, and justice. Without the law being the overall authority where any and every human being cannot be above the law, then there's a commitment to it. So you see that excellence that we don't have is not because it's missing, It's just because there are certain things that are missing. We as a people have not embraced a quality called commitment. That we are committed to what we swore an oath to do. When you sit in the private sector, I worked for very great companies. 
One of such companies is a Coca-Cola company. I say that with every sense of duty. Between Guinness and Coca-Cola that I spent 18 years of my career, those were the best days and the best years of my life. Why? It was the foundation and the building. Every other company I went to was just window dressing. Because ethics, ethical structure, foundational management, and telling you do what is right. At the Coca-Cola company, we had a code of business conduct. And I must also give credit to a company like L'Oreal. Because ethics is one thing they don't joke with. As the CEO of L'Oreal, I was a chief ethics officer. And if there was anything that had to happen, you could call every and anybody could be brought to book, including the chairman of the company, Jean-Paul Agon. But take that away and come into our public space. Take that away and come into our families. You'll find out that commitment is not what is driving families. Parents are not committed to their children. It's lip service. They've just become manufacturing plants. Parents will complain that, oh, I cannot. You are talking to a school. You took your child to that school. It is your duty to make sure your child goes to the school. The school was not meant to go into transportation. But Nigerian parents have turned schools to transport agents. School bus must be there. If the facility is not there, then you have to go to a school that allows you do what you need because your commitment is to your child. Go to PTA meetings. You will hear parents complaining that the school has not done this. Then take your child out. They can't because most of them are not even committed to pay their fees. You look at a lot of schools. Go ask the proprietors and proprietresses. Their greatest problem is that parents are not committed. They are not committed to pay the fees, but they have the commitment of the mouth. They will be the ones, whenever you see people complaining, murmuring, I've told you it's the language of slaves. When they complain, murmur, and blah, 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 go and check. That man or woman has probably not paid fees for one year and will go behind and say, principal, please, give me one more day. Commitment and my charge to us today as parents, is your child a priority or are your children a priority or just mere options? The excellence we desire must start from there. That you must make the right sacrifices. I remember a time that mothers in this land will be selling their rappers because they want their children to go to school. These days, the mothers would rather sell the children to wear the rapper. Commitment. Commitment is what drives us. Commitment enables us to maintain a high degree of perseverance. Friends, they've shown us quarter two, GDP, minus. Quarter three is coming. Is most likely going to be minus. Do you need a soothsayer to tell you that you need to persevere? That you need to endure hardness as a good soldier? But imagine if all of us are committed to each other. I'll be able to look at you in the face and say, let me give you a grain today because that grain will become a tree of life tomorrow. How? That you can plant it. Can I give you a grain? I don't have the space. Can you put this grain in the ground? And this grain will become an orchard. And that orchard, you and I can eat from it tomorrow. No, we don't think that way. We want to grab it, grab it. We are not committed to ourselves. We don't see the light of day, friends. Excellence eludes us. 
It's almost like, can anything good come out of Nigeria? I will tell you, yes. It starts from the people. It starts from you and I. It starts from us embracing a new reality. Commitment opens the door to self-mastery and excellence. Whatever your hands find to do, do them what? Well. Do it well. If you are a carpenter, make sure you buy the right wood and use the right wood. Don't shortchange your client. Don't collect money for a, a six-inch nail and buy two inches. And before you know it, the person sits or the family will sit or the decking in which you place it crumbles. From that little effort, you've just destroyed a life. But you don't see it. You collected the money. And guess what? The money, you would have spent it. But the life has just been spent. You are asked to tie a road. You are a contractor. Whether the government gives you money or not, you went there to ask for the contract. If you didn't go, then they probably used your name and they said, let's use your name and we'll pay you a commission. Either way, you are culpable. So the name we know on the record is your name. And then you get there. You don't inspect what you expect, but you collect the money and they've asked you to have this depth of laterite or whatever substance to make the road enduring because the kind of cars and articulated vehicles that will pass there require this depth. But you do what? You put half. And in no time, the road starts breaking. And God forbid, when the roads break and people, meant to be a highway, becomes, it becomes a trapway. And innocent people die. What do you think? Do you call that mastery? They are going to give you the contract, your company. The people will tell you you are doing well. You are going around donating at parties. But you don't know that you've just been stepping on blood everywhere. Blood money. Because there's no conscience. Conscience is like a judge. He does not make laws. He just passes judgment. Many of are rich men and leaders, supposedly, many of them, have lost a sense of conscience because there's no way you can explain why someone will budget money, release money for a cause that will better the lot of the citizens and he transfers it to private pockets. It's wickedness. There's no commitment. There's no commitment. Education just will open the eyes of many. Look at the Unity Schools. I remember the days when you go in Federal Government College, coming out of St. Catherine's Model School, and I had to take entrance examination. Those days, you will have state, you have federal. So we'll go for federal common entrance. And then you'll then go for the ones for the schools. So the federal common entrance. First choice. You will sit there and my parents will debate, okay, let him go to Federal Government College. He got a Federal Government College, Ijaniki. Why? They begin to look at it and say, oh, well, he got a He can at least begin to appreciate his roots. Ijaniki, we're living at close to Satellite Town, where we're going to from Sulere. 
Yes, maybe you'll go to Janiki. All of that were in consideration. But parents were never bothered about the distance. There was federal government college in Idwani, in Ondo State. And then there were federal schools of arts and science. We called them EFSAs. At least I had the privilege of going to EFSAs Ondo. And then I had to retake my A-levels at federal EFSA uh, Suleja. That is what led me to understand a bit more about the North. Because it was in Niger. It was there, Suleja, very close to Mina. And that is how I started understanding my country. Because I had the privilege of attending a federal, quote-unquote, unity school. Where are those schools today? Nobody. And we just sweep those things apart. Why? Because we lack commitment. You see why I started with attitude? That it's important that we change our attitude. Leader, follower, politicians, professionals, parents, everyone needs to change the order we are going. Let's reinvent ourselves. And I pray that our National Orientation Agency will become one for once. That our state orientation agencies will do what is right. That Nigerians need a social reorientation. Because our mindsets are totally warped. Until we get ourselves back in that corner. Every policy you bring out will be water on the back of a dog. It's not a curse. Because I said it before. It's because a bad attitude is like a flat tire. If you don't change it, you'll never go anywhere. So we can keep rigmaroling. Chibi is Ghana that has slapped us now. Very soon, Togo. Togo will give us a knock. Then Bene will come and pull us by the bumbo. And everywhere you pull the Nigerian, one here, one here. South Africa did it. So in the community of states, Africa, Nigeria, mm, I, we've become a laughing stock. But I want to tell you that this same country that men may look at, women may look down on, is going to rise again. But if it's going to rise, you and I have an assignment. I believe totally in the emancipation of this country, that this country will rise again. I have no other passport. I keep telling you guys. I just renewed my passport two weeks ago. Two weeks ago. That's the only greenback I have. I wish I had the other greenbacks. It will make me happier. But I have this. It's called the passport. But you know what? When you open an international passport, you'll see that you are an official landlord in any country you go because that passport guarantees you a space subject by the president of the Federal Republic of Nigeria saying to whoever and whatever land you find yourself, that is my countryman, that is my fellow citizen, that is a Nigerian. Whenever he tenders this passport, wherever land, sea or air, you must honor it. We must make that green back come to life, friends. I want the Nigerian passport to become a place of refuge. Refuge, where people want to come into our country, not we going there to be refused. No. Let our passport become a place of refuge. That anybody sees you carrying it anywhere, you say, when I go to this man or woman, I'll be safe. Because of commitment. We are committed to our national pledge. We are committed to the song that we sing called an anthem. It says, arise, friends, O compatriots. Nigeria is calling. It's calling you from your bedroom. It's calling you from your living room. It's calling you from your, any kind of appurtenance you may find yourself. Whether high-rise, low-rise, no-rise, under the bridge. Every one of us has a skin in the game. 
because the future is going to sit back. I will not forgive us. You think it will forgive us? No. They'll look back at the time. The same way some young people today are saying this generation owes an apology. Which apology? what? Nobody owes anybody an apology. But we need is a collective spirit of oneness, of unity, a commitment to excellence. But it starts from the attitude. Our attitude must move away from being neutral or negative. Let's put on the positive attitude so we can predict the outcomes. If I say to you, friends, that this is one topic I hope will sink in deep into the very fabrics of our souls as nation builders, I believe excellence will do it. I believe the day we catch it and run with it, there will be no stopping. And it starts from you, it starts from me, and it then comes to us. That is the way we'll build an equitable society that any man will look and say it is just, egalitarian, and has every principle of fairness and equity. Without that, we will just be on motion without movement. I pray that as you've heard my voice, that you'll turn a new leaf and begin to do things differently. Give room to your neighbor. Give room to your brother. Give room to your co-worker. Let them make mistakes. But it's not about tribe. It's not about tongue. It's about humanity. Thank you so much for listening. If you have your comments, I'll be very glad. You can drop them on my social media handles. On Twitter, Instagram, you can follow me on either. And the handle is at I-D-Y-E-N-A-N-G. Simply at I-D-E-N-A-N-G. Or you can go to our website, navigatewithid.com or corporateshepherds.com. This edition is brought to you by Corporate Shepherds. And I have the privilege and honor to be the founder of Corporate Shepherds. Our goal is to make this country and indeed the world a better place. So thanks for listening. We'll be back same time on Thursday. This beautiful station. Be good. And God bless. And that was Navigate with ID, brought to you by Corporate Shepherds.